Good morning, congregation. Let us unite in prayer. Holy God, we are in awe of who you are and who Jesus is. May we understand more each and every day of Advent what these names in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 mean. For us a child is born, to us a child is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. As we seek to understand what these names mean and grow closer to our Saviour Jesus, as we learn more about him, the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor, thank you for being the one who marvelously works all things out for our good and God's glory. Help us have a better glimpse and understanding of your magnificent power and miraculous nature. Thank you that out of the smallest remnant you brought your son and that he has ushered the way of all tribes, tongues, and nations to know you and rejoice with you one day in eternity. Be near us, Lord Jesus. We ask thee to stay. Amen. People of God, listen with me to the song of praise. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Turn your upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts, Lord Jesus, be acceptable in your eyes. You are our rock, our strength, and indeed, Lord, you are our Redeemer. Amen. 
I simply love Christmas. I love the carols that are sung. I love the setting up of the nativity scenes. I love the telling of the story. Everything about Christmas speaks so beautifully about the joy, the laughter, the delight that comes with Christmas time. The buying of the gifts, however, is a lot more stressful when you've got teenagers in your home like ours. The list that they give you during the year is now more complex and more expenses need to be done. But still, it doesn't take away the thoughts that go into buying a gift suitable, something that will be practical, something that will remind them of a particular time and who gave that particular gift. So I wonder if you will agree with me that we've all had to make decisions regarding Christmas and gift giving. Consider with me the reading this morning of Luke chapter 2 verses 13 to 15. Listen for the word of God. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God. Glory to God in the highest heaven, they sang, and peace on earth for all those pleasing him. When this great army of angels had returned again to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Come on, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this wonderful thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. Christmas and gift giving. The Magi gave Jesus the gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. The shepherds gave Jesus the gift of time and belief. Mary gave Jesus the gift of her home and life. Friends, as you consider these gifts, they all seem to be offerings that are practical. But notice with me in the scripture of this morning, there's another gift worth mentioning. The gift of the angels, and that is worship. The angels filled the night with light and the air with music. That is exactly the crux of our consideration of the text today. The worship of the angels. Perhaps you could ask the question, couldn't they have done something more useful after all? Didn't they know better? Who knew Jesus better than they? People of God, those who had followed him the longest, gave him the gift of worship. They did it that night. They do so still. Heaven at this very moment reverberates with loud corporate worship. As Revelation 4 chapter 8 says, day and night they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy. People of God, to worship is to ascribe worth to someone or something. Worship happens anytime you turn your heart towards God and acknowledge Lord, you are worthy of all praise. Friends, whenever you offer prayer, worship happens. Whenever you sing, 
worship happens. Whenever you offer kindness, worship happens. It happens in your living room. It happens in the open. It happens in your neighborhood. It happens in church. It happens in the shopping mall, wherever you are. When you are intentional about the thought, whether in the mind or in the heart, that is where worship happens. When the people of God, like this morning, gather with the intention to seek his face and to worship, we make a public worship of the goodness of God. Friends, God is on the hunt for those who will imitate the angels, for people who will open their hearts and mouths and declare glory to God in the highest heaven. The Father is actively seeking such people to worship him. Where, O oh people of God, will you direct your worship? For we all worship someone or something. Friends, anytime we trust an object or activity to give us life and meaning, we worship it. When we make good things the ultimate things, we set ourselves up for disappointment. If we depend on a career or relationship to give our lives meaning, what happens when that retirement comes and the relationship ends? Remember the carol, Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the king for he alone is worthy and so when you are stressed you are invited and encouraged to worship God when you are grieving you are encouraged to worship God when you are feeling inadequate and ashamed worship Jesus whose love never fades open your heart in your grief to the shepherd he will lead you through the valley of the shadow of death no matter what you are experiencing this very moment, worship him, Christ the King. Our encouragement to you is to worship whatever you are going through for your sake and for God's sake. Do what the angels did. Make a big deal about the arrival of the King. Friends, worship verbally. Because God wants to hear our friction. And remember, it's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth speaks. Secondly, worship him in community as we are gathered in worship in our churches, in our sanctuaries this morning. In Luke chapter 2, we are reminded there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God. The presence of Christ deserves the abundant chorus. Thirdly, worship demonstrably. Let your body express what your heart is feeling. Psalm 141 verse 2 says, Let the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. Psalm 63 as I conclude. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I pray so for you and for me, not only this fourth day of Advent, but as we await the arrival of the King, let's be intentional about making it a big deal. Hallelujah. Amen.
our closing hymn, Amazing Grace. benediction. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious to thee. 
The Lord look upon thee with kindness and give thee peace. Amen.